Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jean Cameron Hill, host of Rediscovering Joy, a podcast to inspire women over 50 to find their passion, reinvent themselves, and be at their best. Soli Pierce is an interdisciplinary artist working with natural materials and sound to create thought-provoking art. When the economics of her life demanded a different kind of creativity, she founded Sherwood Forest Design in 1991 a successful three-decade decorative arts line of heirloom bowls. Soli follows her dreams and encourages women not to lose sight of theirs. I've known Soli for almost 30 years when we met on Martha's Vineyard, where she was selling her bowls at an artisan show. Soli, thank you so much for being part of this podcast and sharing your story. Can you describe your background and how you were raised and life before having a family? Absolutely. I grew up in the Midwest, very kind of close with my cousins, always was a little different, I should say. You know, I was always the person that wanted to be climbing trees and discovering new places. My uh, dad lined me up with a white glove finishing school to get out and marry the perfect guy and Really, what he got was a girl who took the next plane to Afghanistan and other places. And you did that when you were in high school or college? No, I didn't do that when I was in high school. But I did that before I started my art bowl business. Right after college in Ann Arbor, I went to California and got a master's degree in environmental design and architecture. But art has always been a part of my life. During that time, I had designed line of clothes because I'm always putting my toe in many different waters. And there were silk factories in Afghanistan and someone happened to have a plane ticket and happened to say, if you can leave 24 hours, you can go. That's just the nature of my spirit. I went for a month. It was extraordinary. I feel growing up in the Midwest gave me a tremendous amount of resiliency growing up in my family where I had to be the little mom early gave me a maturity before I needed it. So I feel like the part of me that was always creative and leaning into life, it I'm now at the best part of my life because I feel like the playfulness that I didn't get then I am really rediscovering now. So where do you want to go from here, Jean? That's great. Hey, how is your work inspired by outdoors and nature? You know, I've always been most comfortable outdoors. You and I have both shared a great love of the outdoors from time sailing in Martha's Vineyard to just there's a comfort. You know, your home that you had in in New York before you moved west, just I loved it. It was just being in this natural world, as is my home. So we kind of pick what we want to be around. And when the pandemic happened, and I had to start traveling for stop traveling for work, kind of the biggest gift of all was I really got a lot of silent time in nature. And that's when my vision for the sound forest started. Concurrent with that, I leveraged like all of the contacts I had made over 30 years in my other business. So my web business exploded. So two things happened. I created more time for my art, more time for myself, and my income 
actually didn't change. I had, I stopped traveling, but I got enough in virtually to carry myself. And in that not having to travel, I got time to really pursue art and get back to my original roots. So there were some gifts from the pandemic that you were able to reap from that. Completely. Um, What were some of the specific moments or events that catalyzed change? I guess, starting from your marriage and having to (laughs) support your son. Okay, thank you. Well, that really, I really had to figure out how am I going to do this? I became a single mom. I had had good jobs in New York, but I didn't want to leave my son and commute to New York and be away from essentially seven to seven every day. I inherited my ex's debt and I had no support that whole time. So I could either collapse into the story, which was a real story, or kind of just pull myself up by the bootstraps and figure out what the heck am I going to do? So again, I turned, I've always been, I grew up Catholic. I'm It's not what I practice anymore. I honor all religions and am a really faithful person, but I really sent a prayer to the universe, help me find something where I can stay home, use my talent and raise my kid. And literally the next morning I went bowls, really? And I, I leaned into that. And within, I guess, a year or two, I was in all the Norton stores. So then I went, how do I really make this a production item and not use lose the kind of artful handmade quality of it, which, you know, that connection helped really put me on the map along with being invited by the Philadelphia Museum of Art to create work for the Saison show shop and also many partnerships with the MFA in Boston. I think often, and this is still my philosophy, when we lean into something without too many borders or boundaries around it, whether it be our life, our relationships, and we don't limit ourselves, some of the best things can happen. What was the symbolism surrounding the bowls? Good question. I Part of my philosophy with the bowls and with life is a, the concept of recipe for a good life. That's a little tagline we have with the bowls. And that's about bringing people around the table in shared conversation. And it's interesting, this that circle of the bowl this has become a theme that I use that is now evolved in a lot of my current artwork, portal pieces, encaustics, the totems. It's, you know, somebody visits both my business or personal website, the circle theme is kind of universal. And it is a universal thing for forever for, for, you know, since the beginning of time, we've gathered in circles around fires. So it's something that to me, it's a nurturing shape. I know how much you help other young women realize their potential. And I know that you employ these women to help follow your work in the arts. And I know you've aided children in Guatemala through your business. But 
you become a role model for the women I know that you employ in your bowl business. Isn't that right? You have a lot of young mothers. I have, I, I have, you know, high school kids that, that come and start to get trained in the base painting. And I think there's, there's another aspect to that. I always wanted to have like four or five kids. I just had one and I adore him, of course, but I always wanted a bigger family. And I think having these young girls who start working with me, I'm mentoring them in a, in some ways, but it's interesting because I have kept kind of a lifelong relationship with the young gals who have come through here. One just surprised me the other day, knocked on the door with her daughter. She she was my first assistant and she tells the other girls, once you come, you never leave. We become kind of a family. I care about, I, I really do deeply care about that, the people who come through. And I think in all of our work things that we have to be present to the relational aspects of how we hold space for people and not that they are transactional in us creating whatever bottom line. So there are times my people, the gals or me, people go through hard times. We hold space for that because we're all going to hit them. I've had them. Sure. And, you know, I can read it when somebody is working in the studio. And I think allowing time for someone to feel that or know that you are kind of honoring or respecting something. I always say, as long as we get the work done, it's fine. If somebody has to leave or they're having kind of a hard time, or there are other things that need to take precedence above what we might want to accomplish. I have found if I give people that space, not only do they do a exemplary job for me, we get the work done and there is, there's a bond that happens with that. So tell me about your newer works, The Sound Forest, and how did it develop? Well, The Sound Forest actually developed, I was going to Michigan where I was born and raised, where the mill is that produces my bowls. I was having supply chain issues and I went and then I saw the discarded industrial waste from the bowls. And the, those pieces to me were extraordinary. And they just put them on pallets and then grind them into something else. And I went, wait a minute. I, I want to create totems out of these that honor the forest because you could see parts of the bark. You could see other parts of the grain. I mean, they're they're each unique and beautiful in its itself. And I also saw or felt the capacity or wanted to hear sounds that would come out of the totem. So I was sharing this with a good friend and uh, one of the best sound artists in the world, just kind of talking about my idea. And never in a million years did I think he would step up and step into wanting to collaborate on the vision. But he did. We had a soft opening about a month ago on my property, we transformed my property into a sound garden. We have gotten some really, what I would call bases loaded, poised for a home run with 
some possibilities, strong possibilities for, for some big public space installations in New York and a museum show and then something else. So that felt really good. And concurrent with working with natural materials with that, I've been working with encaustics, which is painting with beeswax, which is like painting with light. And those works have recently been in Venice and London and New York. And again, I just love working with natural materials. Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I didn't know all that. You, I, you, I am so proud of you. That is, I'm so that proud is, of you. <laughs> how, how do you feel you've changed from the younger version of Soli to the to how you've evolved into who you are now? I feel more at home in my skin now than I ever have in my life. So how have I evolved? I, I think I've left, I've let myself come out of the box. <laughs> and you've left yourself, you're a kid again. I am truly in the best way of taking the maturity of just all the grist and things we go through, but I have not lost my sense of wonder. In fact, I probably have, I'm a lot freer in sharing that and want to encourage other people. I, I've run into young moms who go, I feel so guilty that I've given myself this retreat time or I'm taking this class or that. I said, really, please don't. If you are filling yourself up to a certain way and still taking care of your family, you're going to be a richer part for them. And I think I was so busy working and plugging so many holes while I was a mom. I didn't take enough playtime for me. And I think in retrospect, that's something I would go back and correct. So, you know, not taking this whole would and should too seriously. I'm a very responsible person, but now I'm responsible and playful and if something doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, I, I I really trust that there's something better coming. And you've got a new um, I don't man have to fix everything in my life anymore. <laughs> right. I'm a fixer that doesn't have to fix. All right. And you have a new man in your life. Yeah. 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 So. He's great. I've never been loved so deeply with somebody who really sees me and wants me to and leaves time for me to create the space I need for, for doing things. And, and he values I, you. Oh, completely. I mean, yes, it feels really remarkable to find this kind of deep love at this stage of my life. You know, I've had, like, we both have had... <laughs> <laughs> Losers. A few rather not discuss <laughs> right. things. And I also got to a point where I was very, very content and happily resolved to really spend the rest of my life in my own creative ashram that I've made here. So, and when my other, my friends knew that I was falling in love with this person and then it was he was going to come in, move in with me. They're going, oh my gosh, you can't give up this life you've created. It's so rich. But my life is now even richer by sharing it with somebody who 
actually recognizes me on this very deep soul level and really makes me feel like I'm gorgeous and desired and inspired and it's a beautiful makes thing room for all of that to come out. It's beautiful. What advice do you have for other women who are considering a significant life change or taking a different direction? Like what's your brass ring for success? Really follow what's in your heart. And there is a way. I mean, this is this has been kind of a somatic tool I've done my whole life. I've tried, not my whole life, but let's say the last three or three decades. And I've taught my son is really kind of put your hand on your heart and lean into what your body is feeling too. I mean, there was a big residency. I was, I was really, you know, was due or is due soon, was going to apply for. And I thought, you know what, it's not the right time. My whole body changed with that decision. I said, you, your plate is so full with all the these other things. Sometimes you have to know when to say no and when to say yes. And I think turning into kind of the silence within your heart always leads me in the right direction. Well, beautifully said. And don't like lose sight of your dreams. Never, yeah. never. How can listeners reach you to learn more? You've got uh, well, two websites, right? Yes, solipierce.com. That's P-I-E-R-C-E. S-O-L-P-I-E-R-C-E.com and SherwoodForestDesign.com. You inspire me every day. Oh my gosh. I I am uh, so I'm so honored to have you as my good friend. And I look forward to seeing you when I come visit in New York in January. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us at BeJoyful.Love and subscribe on Amazon, Spotify, or Google so you can embark on your own journey of joy. Till next time, God bless and be joyful. Be joyful.